0: When you go to the website, hollywoodtakeover.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Hour two, Sean Hannity Show, 800-941-SEAN, if you want to be a part of the program. Uh, If you missed my interview with Donald Trump last night, it is worth listening to, especially compared to the incoherent mumbling, bumbling, stumbling, you know, whatever that was, uh, presser yesterday of Joe Biden. Here is that interview in full.
1: Well, it's so sad. It's probably from the standpoint of military tactics and, and just uh, embarrassment, uh, the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened to our country. We look like fools all over the world. We're weak. We're pathetic. We're being led by people that have no idea what they're doing. They take the military out, and then they say, now we'll bring out the people. And all of a sudden, the Taliban walks in. We had the Taliban so under control, they wouldn't have moved without getting our approval. We had an incredible agreement. They weren't killing our soldiers. You know that. And it was part of it. In fact, Biden actually said that today. He said they weren't killing them because of the agreement that we had, that we did. And they hadn't killed one of our soldiers in uh, many, many, many months. And they weren't going to because they were afraid to. And we had them totally in control. All of a sudden, Biden administration takes over and they say we're taking the military out. They didn't say they're taking the people. First, you take the people out, and then you take the equipment out. We left $80 billion worth of equipment. And I want to tell you, I think our soldiers, forgetting about even civilians, I think our soldiers are in tremendous danger. I think airplanes flying in and out of the airport are in tremendous danger. They have the best equipment, best rockets, the best tanks and helicopters, Apache helicopters, a lot of them that are immensely valuable. And by the way, Russia wants them because they want to examine them because we have far superior technology and China wants them. This is the... The dumbest thing. I think it was the dumbest move anybody's ever made, perhaps in the history of our country, allowing this to happen. Taking the military out and then say, "Oh, we hope to get the people out." And then when I hear General McKenzie say that the Taliban is going to protect us, the Taliban's the enemy. I dealt with the leader of the Taliban. This is not. This is not a very simple man. This is not a Boy Scout. To put it another way, this is a tough, hardened person that's been fighting. Us for many years and we're using them now to protect us. Look what happened with their protection. A hundred people, much more, they say, than a hundred people were killed. And 13 of our incredible military were killed. And that's just the beginning because there are many of our military in the hospital right now very badly wounded and hurt.
0: Mr. President, let me ask you and get your reaction to President Biden's presser today where he is sticking to this artificial deadline and clearly accepting and acknowledging that the idea that Americans will be left Behind and the allies that they now have the database. They even handed over a list of people that we wanted to to, to get through to the airport. That those people will be left behind when promises were made. Not necessarily we we, we take them, but we'd get them the hell out of there. Um, pretty much a, a, a death sentence for all of them. The Taliban's already been going door to door. We have reports of it. But what is your reaction to sticking to this artificial deadline? And your reaction to the idea of accepting a notion that we leave? americans behind
1: so they gave this list of americans to the taliban who we've been fighting for many many years and they're tough fighters they're good fighters but now they can be much better because they have the best equipment in the world and so much of it they don't know what to do they'll be selling it on the open market But we gave that to these people. And ISIS-X, as you know, I knocked out 100% of the ISIS caliphate. I knocked it out in Syria, Iraq. We knocked it out. So now they have a new ISIS called ISIS-X. And that's members of the Taliban that are far more vicious because they don't like the way the Taliban's behaving because they're not vicious enough. So this is Taliban fighters that are much more vicious. And we're using the Taliban and giving lists of Americans to the Taliban. So now you just knock on the door and grab them and take them out. This country has never seen stupidity like this. And our country is really in trouble. Our country is really in trouble. And it's only gonna get worse. What you're watching now is only going to get worse. It can only go one way. We had something where they didn't get near us. They were petrified of us. I let them know that if they do anything, we hit them right where it hurts, which is their homes. And they know it and they were waiting for us. They would have been very happy to let us go and, and take every American and anybody else we want to take our equipment. And for some reason, he botched the plan and took the military out first. Now, it's a very sad day for our country and a great embarrassment. Beyond embarrassment, it's a very dangerous day for our country.
0: Mr. President, let me go, because Joe Biden brought it up in his exchange with Peter, our own Peter Ducey, today. And that is that he inherited uh, your plan. Uh, And I want to go over it because I had both Secretary of State Mike Pompeo, also former CIA director, and I had your chief of staff, Mark Meadows, on my radio show. They both been on this television show and they went into great detail about what your plan was and maybe the Biden administration the Democrats love to release transcripts of calls, I would love this one to be released, that in no uncertain terms, not once, but on numerous occasions, but before any negotiation began, that you got on the phone with the leader of the Taliban and you made it as clear as day, you reminded him about killing Baghdadi and his associates and you reminded him about killing Soleimani and you reminded him about the caliphate that you destroyed you reminded him about killing the al-Qaeda leader in Yemen and that you You said that if they didn't follow, these are their words, uh, every I, every T crossed, every I dotted, every comma and period that you would obliterate them and use every means available to you to do that. And you brought this up at the beginning and numerous times throughout the process. Also, that your deal was conditions on the ground-based, and it included you keeping control of Pogrom Air Force Base. Can you tell us first about the call and then the deal?
1: Well, it was a tough call, and it started out by saying that they will be hit harder than any country has ever been hit in the history of the world if they do anything and in particular kill our soldiers or even try to kill our soldiers. And even Biden admitted today that the reason they didn't kill any soldiers and we haven't lost soldiers in many, many months because of the agreement that we signed, because I wanted to get out I wish we never went in. The biggest mistake we made in the history of our country was going into the Middle East. I call it quicksand. And we went into the Middle East and we shouldn't have been there. We blew it to pieces and now we're leaving. And because of what they're doing, we're leaving in disgrace. We could have left with great dignity. We could have left with safety. We could have taken everybody with us that we wanted, all of the great American citizens, and people that helped us, whether it's interpreters or others. But we could have taken them out very easily and we wouldn't have had a rush because the Taliban was not going anywhere. We had them totally under control. Every time we saw movement, we'd hit them with an F-18 and the movement stopped. But we had very little of that, because Abdul, who I spoke to, who turns out to be the leader, Abdul would not let anybody do anything. And I can tell you what happened, in my opinion. They went to him and the other leaders, and they said, the American military is leaving. They're pulling out. And they were probably looked at the people that said it and said, you gotta be, there's no way that's happening. There's absolutely, I'm telling you, they're leaving. They couldn't believe it. And then they sent some fighters in, and there was zero resistance before they got blown away. Zero resistance. And then they sent the whole group in, and you had thousands, tens of thousands of Taliban. And then on top of it, they went into the warehouses, and they sold this equipment, and they took it. You see them marching down the streets now with brand new, the best rifles, better than our soldiers have. It's a disgrace, and it's about the withdrawal. It's not about getting out, because getting out is something I've wanted to do from a long time. And they're right when they say a lot of generals didn't. We, By the way, we have great generals in our military, but not the television generals, not the guys you see on television. You look at what I did with ISIS and how we beat them. We beat them with great generals. We had great, great leadership. We have the greatest military in the world, but we look like a bunch of fools. What happened, what they've done is incredible. So they walked in without a bullet, being shot without a bullet being fired, they walked in and they took over Kabul and they took over everything else. And if you look back at a timeline, we held them totally steady. But I wanted to get out, but we had to get out with dignity. We had to take our 80 billion dollars worth of equipment. We had to do all of the things that you know we had to do. And then I would have blown up all the air bases, but I would have kept Bagram because Bagram's located right next to China, right near China. And Iran and it's in Afghanistan so we had the whole group covered they spent 10 billion dollars building it and we handed out the keys. It's the craziest thing I've ever seen,
0: Mr. President. Let me. I've been playing on this program a map, and this map it, it goes through the we walks people through the, the movement of the Taliban starting in April and May. And I'm not sure if you have a television on in front of you, but it shows all of a sudden May, June, July, and you see all of this territory as the Taliban was taking over control of pretty much the entire country. Um, our intelligence agencies knew this i'm getting reports that they were giving dire warnings to the white house that while they had control of kabul that they could have they could have expedited the withdrawal and they could have not only gotten every american out while they had total control but every afghan ally out and that military equipment the 83 billion dollars of which you refer out the question is is as you look at that map and you see why i cannot get a a a reasonable answer to this question why didn't they stop them in april and may or june or at least expedite the withdrawal seeing that they were squashing this great afghan army that joe biden in late july was was telling us about why didn't they do it soon sean
1: Sean, you didn't have to expedite anything we had plenty of time they weren't going to move they we had them under total control we had the airplanes. We had the Air Force. They had nothing. We have it, It's just incredible what's taken place. And if you look at where it starts turning redder and redder and redder, and then all of a sudden the whole place is one big red color, that all took place after January 20th when they assumed – There was no reason to expedite. I could have taken two years, three years to get them out. We were going to get them out fast, but there was no reason to use the word expedite because we were in no rush. We controlled everything, and they were afraid to move. They wouldn't have moved, Sean. They wouldn't have done a thing without my approval. Everything they did was conditions-based, condition-based, and... The biggest condition, you can't kill Americans. And they can go back to their Civil War after we're gone, they can do whatever they wanna do, but you can't ever kill Americans and you can never come to our homeland. And he knew what was going to happen if they ever did it. And he fully understand it was a very respectful conversation he had with your president at the time. And it's a horrible thing when I watch what's happening. Even the fact that you use the word expedited, there was no reason to expedite. We had total control. We had all of the air bases. They weren't moving, Sean. They weren't doing anything. Everything that they've taken was after Biden took over. We had everything the way it was. And I was not a fan of that war. I was never a fan of when Bush went into the Middle East. It was one of the worst days in the history of our country and the world, frankly. But they did it. They decided to do it. And it's been nothing but a catastrophe ever since. But this is now the lowest point because you're so sir let me be clear there was no reason to run there was no reason to run and there was no reason to expedite
0: because if, if Joe Biden had stuck with the Trump plan the first movement of the Taliban to any other province outside of that which was agreed to they would have been met with fierce military force to push them back immediately correct is that your is that what you're saying that's the difference because well, that didn't that happen after happen. January 20th
1: they knew that was going to happen with me I mean you Ran through it. I don't have to. If you look at Al Baghdadi, he was the founder of ISIS. We took him out. Nobody could find him for 15 years. Far bigger than Osama bin Laden. Far bigger. Osama bin Laden bad, and he hit you know the World Trade Center, and it was a horrible thing. But Al Baghdadi was the founder of ISIS. And you look at Salamani; he blew up everybody, the roadside bombs, and he was looking to do tremendous damage. He was going to knock out five of our sites and thousands of our soldiers in the Middle East were going to be killed. We took him out. Nobody believed it at the time. The head of Pakistan said it was the single biggest event that he's ever seen take place in the Middle East. He said 50 years and maybe even 100 years took him out. We had everything under perfect control and then Biden came in and they saw weakness and he didn't do anything, he didn't do anything. And they took over and then we ran out and we've just destroyed the image of America, of our great country of our incredible warriors and they are incredible warriors but they still need leadership at the top and they don't have it
0: we'll take a break we'll come back more my interview with president trump herschel walker announcing that he is running from for the senate from the great state of georgia he will join us we'll get to all of that and your calls on this friday Just go to burner.com slash Hannity. Right now, you'll get 10% off. That's B-Y-R-N-A dot com slash Hannity. All right, when is the last time you checked the legal title to your home? Now, what if your home's title, that's the legal document that proves you own your home, is in some criminal's name? Well, if it is, that's called home title theft. Alright, 25 to the top of the hour. Uh, before we get back to our interview with President Trump, a reminder, the Vice President of Afghanistan, who stayed and didn't flee, now views himself as the President of Afghanistan, committed to defeating the Taliban, will join us on Hannity for an exclusive interview as now a rebellion is building in the north of that country. Do they have a shot against the Taliban? We'll find out tonight. Herschel Walker, by the way, announcing he's running for Senate. He'll join us. That's coming up at the top of the next hour uh, But first, more of my interview with President Trump.
1: I had it set up so perfectly. It was done so well. We were all ready. Everything was good. We had the Taliban totally frozen in place. They weren't going to move. And that's when I made my move. But, you know, we rely on stupid people like H.R. McMaster, uh, John Bolton. Some of these people were really stupid people. I mean, Bolton was involved in getting us in with Bush into the Middle East. But you rely on people. Fortunately, whether it's Fauci or them, I don't listen to a lot of people if I think they bad ideas but we have a lot of very bad and very uh the only thing i can think not very smart people giving advice but we were set up and it didn't have to be hasty that what i said is exactly right because we didn't have to go quickly because we had them frozen in place they weren't going to move and abdul as i like to call him abdul was just going to wait us and just, he was going to go in and he was going to be fighting. Now I've told you numerous times, The Afghan military was paid a lot of money by the United States. Those soldiers were among the highest paid soldiers. They weren't fighting for their country. I remember when Mattis was saying, sir, they're fighting for their country. They were fighting because they got paid a lot of money. And as soon as that money, as soon as that spigot was turned off, they turned. And that was the end of that. Now, this was a horrible thing. We had that so beautifully placed. If we would be there now, we would be if we would be in as president and with the administration, you would have seen something very nice. Nobody would have even realized we had gone. Everybody would have been out. The equipment would have been taken out. I would have blown up all of the bases. We would have kept Bagram and we would have had some pretty talented people there, but we would have kept it because of China and Iran and Afghanistan to a much lesser extent and literally nobody would have even known they'd go back to there, whatever they do, and let them fight each other. We should have never been there and never been in the Middle East in the first place.
0: Now now that you've made clear what your plan was, Joe Biden clearly didn't stick to that plan. This is where we are at the president's press conference today. Joe Biden sticking to this artificial deadline, accepting of the fact, that Americans will be left behind and the allies, we already know the Taliban's going door to door, identifying, now they have the data to identify and the biometrics to identify any uh, Afghan that helped us in the last 20 years. I've been talking every night this week to Colonel Oliver North With each passing day and the deadline of Tuesday approaching, our options become limited. Is this a situation where we potentially could leave hundreds or thousands of Americans behind enemy lines and allies that we had made a promise to extract if this day ever came behind to be murdered? And and there's going to be mass executions because Joe Biden's adhering to the Taliban's given date
1: of August the 31st? Well, Biden and the woke generals, they're just woke. I mean, you look at what they're talking about. I was seeing even at the end of my time, I was seeing letters being sent out about equality and all of these different things. The soldiers, they want to fight. They want to be prepared to fight. They want to be soldiers. But the woke generals, and it's gotten to a level where that nobody can even believe, they were looking to get out. But they forgot one thing. They forgot to take the people with them and the merchandise with them, meaning they forgot to take the greatest military equipment anywhere in the world with them and it's uh, hard to believe actually because a child would have understood you get the military outlast a child would have understood that how could they have done this to our country
0: well I've been trying to rack my brain and and um, you had access to some of the brightest military minds in the world I've been told this is not Mr. President. This was not an intelligence failure, that the warnings were dire and were repeated and that the intelligence community pulled their own people out many weeks ago, seeing what was on the horizon. But they didn't keep it to themselves. They rightly. We have the best intelligence gathering services in the entire world. They shared their information with the White House, with a strong admonition and a strong warning. And there's no and and nobody acted. If you're thrown into a situation like this, looking at it just where we are right now, putting aside your plan that they didn't follow is there any option that you see available to help save every american is there any option you would employ at this late hour to help the, that to protect americans and not leave them behind
1: we have been put in the worst position we could possibly be put in A position that nobody would have even thought possible even two weeks ago. Nobody would have thought this would be possible, that we could be in a position like this where the Taliban and others are dictating. And they're the ones saying get out on the 31st. I think Biden wanted to stay, but they said we will not have you get out. There will be consequences. You heard that. That was said by the leader of the Taliban. We want you out by the 31st. There will be consequences. What kind of stuff is this? These are the people that we had at bay to a level that you wouldn't believe. There was no way that they never even fired on our troops. They didn't. Again, we didn't lose any troops for. Just like long extended period of time. Nobody was even fired, frankly, until today where we had a tragedy take place. And that's because of this agreement. And unfortunately, Biden didn't follow it because he took the military out first and he left everybody open And I feel very, very badly for the people. I think they're in great danger for the Americans. And I feel very badly for a lot of people that were very loyal to our country, whether it's interpreters or others. They were very loyal to our country but uh, we certainly are in a bad position. There are always alternatives. You can do things. There are things to do, but I don't want to talk about it because if I ever did give the idea, I don't want to give it to the enemy. You know, it's not like, oh, gee, I'm on Sean's very highly rated show and let me give you some nice ideas and then they prepare for them. That's the problem. Everything we do is on television. You see it on television. What are we going to do? And you have five people talking, including generals talking, and now they're really hitting uh, Biden very hard because I see that the generals are talking to the press. Can you believe it? Do you think that uh, Patton and the great Douglas MacArthur, General Douglas MacArthur, do you think they would uh, do the kind of things that you're saying? They're saying terrible things about Biden. They're hitting them hard. And it's all coming from a certain group of television generals. But we have great generals. Look at uh, what I did with ISIS. I mean, those are generals that were phenomenal. I'll give you their names if you'd like them at the right time. But we have some great generals and they don't play games.
0: Let me ask you this, Mr. President, Jack Keene, um, General Jack Keene on Fox, a senior strategic analyst, uh, talked about what will now be the reality. Joe Biden confirmed today that our military will be gone no later than next Tuesday. It's Thursday night. That's not long away. And that there will be possibly hundreds, if not thousands of american hostages caught behind american lines i never right. thought of my lifetime I'd ever report that, sir.
1: Well, first of all, Jack is great. I gave him the Presidential Medal of Freedom at the White House. He's a fantastic man, uh, was stronger on staying there than a lot of other people were, to be honest with you. But he is a fantastic guy and a great patriot. He loves our country. He cannot believe what's happening. Nobody can believe what's happening. And you know who he looks so bad in front of is Russia and China. And uh, Kim Jong-un, North Korea, and uh, the European Union, they're laughing at us. They had a horrible meeting with the G7 the other day. They went out and they were going wild. You saw what happened in Parliament, British Parliament, where statements were made about our country and about our president. Nobody has ever spoken about our country or our president the way they did in Parliament. It is so embarrassing. But the embarrassment is the least of it. There's great danger right now. They have unbelievable weapons. They have people, as I said, that broke away because they weren't, because the Taliban wasn't mean enough and vicious enough. And that's the new ISIS-K. It's a very sad day for our country. And there are things we can do, but just not things that we want to talk about right now. You know, when Biden got up and he talked about, we're leaving, we're leaving so fast, we're leaving right away. We have no choice, but we'll come back and we'll get him. We're not going to get anybody. Once you leave, you leave. We're not going to get anybody. He talks like a tough guy, and he's not a tough guy. He's just the opposite, and the world knows it.
0: Well, the Secretary of State said they would then, if they all our troops will be out, they're sticking by the deadline. Joe Biden confirmed that today, and then they said that there'll be diplomatic or other economic... Um, strategies they might use. Uh, When I heard the word economic, I started thinking Americans caught behind enemy lines, held hostage at the whim of a terrorist group. That sounds a little bit like ransom to me, Mr. President.
1: No, they have the cards with this group. And there are things you can do to counter it and things you can do to counter it very strongly. But they have the cards. But when you say secretary of state, when you watch the decisions that are going to be made and being made and you know what's going to be made because they played all their cards. And look at the great job that Mike Pompeo did because he's tough and he's smart number one in his class at West Point, and a, a great student at the Harvard Law School. He was—he did a great job as Secretary of State, but he was tough, and he knew what was happening with this, and he knew what was happening with China and Russia, and we would talk often. We had it all planned out, and then they decided to move the military out, and let's not follow the plan. It's like the only thing is it's like the border wall. And nobody could handle it worse. We had the greatest. we had the greatest protection that we 've ever had on our southern border, and now we have the worst and It was the worst nightmare to watch it. That looks good by comparison to what 's happening in Afghanistan.
0: You mentioned these hostile regimes. you mentioned China. We can talk about you mentioned Kim jong un you mentioned North Korea, the Iranian mullahs. Uh, we see the geographical geopolitical. Uh, maneuverings of China they want quote reunification basically the takeover of Taiwan they're lecturing Americans on human rights in front of Tony Blinken and he sat there and took it. Uh, They're telling Americans that we need to get their permission to land in Taiwan Uh, they're also saber rattling all throughout the China Sea and threatening our military bases and now there are reports that they have worked their way into Afghanistan as as now a strategic partner and they're trying to strategically aligned with the Taliban then you got Russia China and Iran now doing war games together so what is your interpretation of of how these hostile regimes are viewing America at this moment of time with Joe Biden what eight months
1: in office Well, President Obama and uh, Vice President Biden drove Russia and China together, the all-time curse. That's the one thing you didn't want to do. And because of energy and their stupid policies on energy, it drove China and Russia together. Congratulations. That's what they've done, and that was bad. As far as Taiwan is concerned, you never saw bombers flying over Taiwan. You never saw any threat. They didn't even mention Taiwan while I was president because President Xi knew you can't do that. That was something you can't do. I had a very good relationship with him until the China virus came in. Then I changed my mind on a lot of things. We made a great trade deal with China. I don't even talk about it. The farmers are the biggest beneficiary and the manufacturers. They benefited greatly and they're doing great because of that trade. deal. I don't even talk about it because once the China virus came in, it was a whole different ballgame. But I had a great relationship with him and then that relationship, I just, uh, it's just, it was too big. The the COVID, COVID-19 was just too much to uh, have that relationship, probably caused by incompetence, But who knows? A terrible, terrible thing. But uh, you look at what's going on with Taiwan now. They're flying bombers over Taiwan. They're very threatening because they see what's happening in Afghanistan and other places. They see what's happening on our southern border where millions, millions of people are pouring through our southern border. Uh, 21 percent have COVID. 21. So they're infecting our country all over and nothing's done about it. It's a very, very bad time for this country.
0: Uh, where do you see this going economically for the American people? And we got about a, a minute, sir.
1: Well, you could have massive inflation. Uh, you look at gasoline it was one dollar and eighty-seven cents a gallon and now it's going to be well over $5 a gallon very shortly. That's going to drive in it itself inflation, but food prices are driving it too. Food prices are doubling and they're going to be tripling. We have a very very tough period of time to to come and uh, they weaponized the Justice Department, they've weaponized the IRS. They go after Republicans. We have a very very rough road, but I believe our country, something good is going to happen. I'm a big believer in something good is going to happen. And uh, we're going to figure it out. And hopefully the people of our country are going to figure it out and fast.
0: And the whole pact that you have now is save America and make America great again. And because of legal reasons, you told me last week, you can't answer the question if you're going to run. So I won't waste your time on it. Is that fair?
1: I just think people are going to be very happy. But that's right. Because of campaign finance reasons, you can't talk about it. If you could, I would be talking right now. But uh, people are going to be very happy.
0: All right, when we come back, we'll check in with Herschel Walker, now running for the Senate in the great state of Georgia. That's next. Hollywood is under siege from an external force. Now the same Hollywood that sold the American dream. They are now making nightmares a reality. Many major films make choices to appease the Chinese Communist Party to be distributed in China. It's legal in all 50 states. It requires no background checks, and it can be shipped right to your door. Go to their website, byrna.com slash Hannity right now, and you'll get 10% off. Hey, when you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about those out-of-pocket costs. Now, that could be a lot of money, but are your medical bills accurate? Now, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills actually contain errors. Now, HealthLock can help.